This is the Ladies in Business podcast, where we interview ladies in all different business positions, hear how they got to where they are today and share their success secrets with you. This podcast is about sharing the knowledge around to inspire, support and help other ladies in business to thrive and grow in any business. A massive shout out to our sponsors of the Ladies in Business podcast, Townsville's best music star 106.3, the leaders in local. Today we chat with Natalie Jukes and Jill Ritchie from Red Copy and Q. We are going to hear a bit of a background story, how they got to where they are today and hear their success secrets. Hi Nat, hi Jill. Hi, thank you so much for having us, we're really excited. So we're just going to start with some rapid fire questions today for our listeners to get to know you personally first. So Natalie, what is your coffee order? Cappuccino, yeah, just medium cap. Sometimes medium cap with almond milk, but it just depends how expensive it is. (laughs) (laughs) Inflation. (laughs) And Jill? What is your coffee order? Just a long black. Nice. Easy. What is your morning routine to set yourself up for the day, Natalie? Well, if you'd asked me that a couple of weeks ago, it wasn't really that inspiring. But um, I've tried to be a bit more mindful and get into a bit more exercise. So um, I get up quite early at the moment, 4.30, and then I'll head on over to the gym. And then I get back at about 6, and then I start doing the children's lunches. um, And I've got a bit of time to myself before they get up. And then um, I get ready to go to work, and I drop the children off and head into the office. I get there at about 9.30 on a good day and Jill what about you um my mo- I like my morning to be as stress-free as possible so I like to I find that my morning really sets the tone for my day so I kind of my morning routine is actually my nighttime routine to do yeah. as much as I can the night before so that it's just like easy in the morning yeah cool excellent now Natalie what was your first job my first job. So my real first job after leaving school. Yes. Um, so I went straight into banking. So I went into financial services at um, a main high street bank in the UK. It was, you know, sales job, really. Like I thought it was going to be more financial services, but it was definitely more sales based. Yeah. Um, and it was really... I did what was expected of me you know there was a growing up I had quite a lot of family pressure to conform to a certain way Um, I would have loved to have been more creative I was definitely more creative in school but um, that wasn't encouraged so um, I went into banking yep wow (laughs) okay Um, and Jill what about you what was your first job my first job when I left school I was a trainee accountant no offence to the accountants, but that's about as exciting as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much to say. I didn't. I did it for a year, and then I went to university. Yeah, it was. Um, it was fine. I learned a lot. I learned. I learned some stuff that I can still apply today. Very different from what you both do now. Then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Natalie, what is your favourite holiday destination? San Francisco. Oh, nice. Oh. Just love it. <laughs> love a bit of San Fran. Yeah. yeah. It's got everything, like the beaches, the surf, culture. Um, you know, I always said that I'd get married in San Francisco because yeah. if it's good enough for Marilyn Monroe, it's good <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> I love that. And Jill, what about you? I love Italy. Um, mm. I've been a few times and there's so much more that I'd like to do there. I'd love yeah. to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I love Italy as well. Um, so, Natalie, can you tell us a bit about what you do now and how you got from being a banker to who you are today? 
So what I do now, so Red Copy provides writing services to small business um, and we specialise in copywriting, hence the name Red Copy. Um, and copywriting really is writing in a way that um, encourages the reader to take action. So it's usually like sales and marketing base. So you'll find our work on websites, um, email marketing campaigns, um, articles, pitch emails, um, blog posts. So we... Our core business is, um, or our client really, is small businesses that they put the writing aside, they push it to one side because they're not confident in doing it or they just don't like what they've written and they just keep putting it off until it doesn't really go anywhere. So um, that's where we step in and write for impact on their behalf. Um, we still make sure it sounds like them, the tone, the brand tone, even down to sort of colloquialisms that they <laughs> use. Yeah, so and that's pretty much what, what we do. So we support local businesses in, with their written assets. And the second part of the question, how did I get from there to here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I started off in banking, but it was definitely, that was when banking was getting very salesy in the early 2000s. So um, it was it was a very sales focused position and which was a lot about bus- business development and relationship yeah. management. And I did really well with that. Like I love people. I'm naturally quite curious throughout all my roles. Um, that sales and relationship management kind of morphed into more of a marketing. Um, so I did here in when I came to Australia I did recruitment a lot of sales and marketing there and then when I met Jill when we moved I moved up to Townsville we both worked for a real sales um, dominated environment and after a few years um, I just really wanted to tap into my creative side I'd always written over the years just in um, a creative way like you know not for for a job so I actively sought out a job that um, I could you know do more writing so for the past sort of four years um, I've done a lot a lot of writing around like sales-based writing copywriting like proposals articles social media um, and then one day a friend said you know what you'd be really good at she's like this so here we are <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I love that um, you originally said that banking wasn't very creative and it's you can tell that you're in a very creative role now and you transitioned really nicely into that by the sounds um, and Jill, what about you? So um, you you obviously work together, you two, so you both at Red Copy. Um, but how did you get from being an accountant to working in Red Copy? Yeah, um, kind of similar to start with. I, I took the job when I left school because I kind of felt like that's what I should do. Yeah. Um, that was, I, you know, the big thing was at that time or certainly within my um, family was get a job that's that's will give you some security um, and do it for the rest of your life whether you like it or not just do it (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I I'd taken that job um, like I say it was fine but it wasn't for me I tried I went to university um, studied engineering but again that wasn't for me I've done quite a lot of things that just weren't weren't my thing Um, worked in corporate worked in sales like we talked about uh, things that I was good at and I think you just you can it's easy to fall into a job that you're good at but actually I didn't really enjoy you know I didn't get that buzz from sales that some people get um I just it was just something probably because I've got the gift of the gab um, (laughs) that I was able to do so then I took some time off to when I had my baby daughter um and that gave me the the maternity being on maternity leave gave me the time to think right what do what do I actually want to do now what I can kind of have a bit of a refresh restart yep um and that's when I started to look for opportunities freelancing and then Natalie and I were best friends and 
the idea of copyright and sort of was born. I was yeah. like, I need some help. You're not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from looking it after nicer. a baby. <laughs> <laughs> You've got loads of time on your hands. No, that isn't <laughs> <laughs> I, and yeah it just it it, it, it fits and um, it's yeah. also like what you both said the creative outlet as yeah. well that I think I need, that, that's what I was looking for yeah. something that would be yeah allow me to have a bit of that yeah that's awesome and I've seen quite a lot of um, your work from Red Copy in general and it's it's very good and I like a lot of your posts that you do about like the word of the week and the they're quite obscure. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so Natalie, what inspired you to get into writing? I really focus on the need. Being in Townsville, living in a regional centre, there's lots of amazing small businesses out there. In particular, women-owned businesses, working parents, which is like my, they are my passion. Yeah particularly like working mums, creatives, you know, diverse range of people. And I noticed that with small businesses in particular that don't have like a full-time marketing employee, um, a lot of their written assets really, they lacked the competition that they needed to really cut through the noise. And and we really want to elevate the voices of regional Queenslanders. So it was more like I saw the need. I had a look around and I couldn't really find anybody that was specifically doing the writing and I saw the opportunity to um, support local businesses with their written assets so I just decided to go for it yeah that's awesome and Jill what about you um yeah everything that Natalie said um (laughs) I think as well inspiration wise it is a really interesting thing that we do and some of the things so um depending on the project we have to do quite a lot of research Mm -hmm. um find out about new things and I think it's it is a constant learning I mean some of the projects that we've worked on I've had to really go outside of what I know and what I have learned before and just learn about businesses and what they do and that's really interesting yeah Um, that's something that certainly keeps me going as well that just always learning something new Mm -hmm. oh that's good Natalie, if you had to start again, what would be the best piece of advice to your younger self starting out? The best piece of advice I could give was to follow your passion and follow your dreams and um, don't worry about conforming to what society or parents, it's easier said Mm -hmm. than done, Um, but yeah, conforming to what, you know, a a career or an interest or a hobby that what other people expect of you you need to really be true to yourself and I I feel like I'm getting there now like I'm in my late 30s and I'm only really coming to get to know my authentic self Um, and you know it's something that you know I take pride in working on every day and uh, yeah that would definitely be my piece of advice just um, follow your dreams and go for it yeah what's the worst that can happen Mm, that's very (laughs) true and Jill what about you I think the best piece of advice and something that I've learned is you don't have to have it all figured out um, or you don't have to feel like you have it all figured out at 16 when you're starting to think about what you're going to do <laughs> after school or at 20 or 30 or 40 um, <laughs> at any age. You don't have to have it all figured out. There's, You can just you know give things a try and see yep. if you like them and you know if it doesn't work out then try something else there's no there's there's nothing to say that you have to you know go with the first decision that you've made so I think if you can take away that sort of pressure it opens you up to be able to do just more and experience more rather than just going down traditional routes or just doing things because that's what you feel like you have to do yeah yeah I agree Natalie, was there a defining moment in your career which made you change or reconsider or go harder? 
There was a defining moment after I'd had my second child. So I'd gone back to work and I'd worked for that company for quite a you know, considerable amount of time. I'd been there a good eight years. Returned to a more senior role, um, so senior management. It was a different structure. It was a different type of, of product, still sales-based, like predominantly sales-based actually, um, and less of the people management. And I found it, it just returning to work after having my second baby, um, having a partner who works shifts and working full time I was um, and th- there was definitely some breakdowns in communication between me and the rest of the team so I was trying really hard to work better with them and to you know get along but I was really feeling the pressure and I was feeling judged and a whole load of emotions so I did what I thought was right I reached out to other um, you know I tried to have conversations you know with the people around me when that didn't work I tried to have conversations with um, senior management and I was very surprised at the lack of response that I got when I was reaching out and like asking for help and asking for support to to get you know everything back on track so that was a real defining moment to me to realize that even though I have the longevity and I've got the success and I have results in this business I, I was really struggling to come to terms with the fact that they won't help me when I'm reaching out for help and I really felt like I was being emotionally mature so I decided nah yep. <laughs> I'm gonna go um, and at that point I thought let's go not for profit yep. so I went straight into the community sector and I here in Townsville and I loved it mm-hmm. so really being involved in the community sector I got to know like local businesses so that was a real defining moment for me I'd reached out I'd tried to do what I could do they it they, they didn't come to the party so I just walked away and yep. just threw myself into something else wow and that's what and I mean at the end of the day if they had helped me and I'd continued to be successful for that company I probably would still be there so I'm grateful that those challenges came up and that I dealt with it in in this way I decided to walk away that that was a hard um, no for me yeah and that's brought brought me here so you know I'm grateful for that yeah so Jill did you have a defining moment in your career that changed you as well Yes, I think much like what a lot of people are going on, people are calling it the great resignation or the great reset. Mm. I think I, I, or I don't think, I know, I've definitely been um, guilty in the past of just misplaced loyalty with, you know, working for corporates and po- really pouring everything that I've got into it, heart and soul, blood, sweat and tears, literally sometimes. Yeah. And doing all that and then kind of, and then getting the feeling of, okay, well, you know, what, what am I doing it for? You yeah. know, and a couple of times, you know, I, I, sometimes when you're in it, you don't realise um, you know, because you because I enjoy it. You know, I wouldn't be doing it if I wasn't getting some yeah. s- sort of satisfaction from it. But then it's almost you take and you might leave a company or you might come take a step back and you kind of go right. Well, what what was all that for? You know, if you put your physical and mental health on the line sometimes with yeah. the amount of stress that can be caused. And I think yeah, that's that was my great, great realization. Like I think a lot of people are having at the moment where actually life and work life doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. yeah, and I'm quite glad, and I hope it's easy to say. I hope I don't fall back into that sort of thing. You know, I, uh, you know, now th- what we're working on is something that I'm very passionate about, and that I'm prepared to pour a lot of myself into. Um, but yeah, just I think there's more. I think when it's misplaced loyalty to a brand or a, or a company that you 
you if you if it's not reciprocal you you lose a, there's a bit of a feeling of a loss of self-respect even yeah. um and and you know it, it's different now that we're working for ourselves and um yeah just building something bigger i think there's more of a bigger picture now than yeah. there was yeah that's awesome natalie do you feel there has been a secret to your success with working for yourself and in particular writing which is creative I think there might be this misconception that you have to, you know, wait for inspiration. Um, you have to be motivated to write something that is, you know, you know, for want of a better word, good. You know, that's that's good writing. And I, the secret to my success is it doesn't have to start with the motivation, and it doesn't have to start with the inspiration. Like you just have to start. You start doing the work, you start with the action and then, you know, the action morphs into or promotes the motivation that then promotes the inspiration that then comes back to the action. So whenever I'm feeling uh, and it can be quite isolating, you know, I mean, even though I do have Jill, we're not together like all the time. Um, it can be really isolating when you're, you know, writing and you're on your own and you, the self-doubt creeps in and you just have to start doing the work. So start, if you don't feel inspired and you don't feel motivated, um, just do the work. Yeah, that's really good advice. I think a lot of us need to hear that and because you do, you kind of just feel, find yourself waiting for that motivation to do things. It just never gets done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forever, yeah. Y- yeah. <laughs> you can start with the Pomodoro method. Yes. Yes. That's a good one. Some insight from you. <laughs> um, and Jill, what about you? I think secrets to success definitely. Um, the thing that's been most valuable for me is just surround yourself with the right people. Yeah. So that can be professionally and mentorship. That can that's been really valuable over time. You know, yeah. finding mentors that really that can guide you um, and inspire you in some places but also just personally having the right people around you the people that align with your values people that build you up yeah. rather than you know sometimes it can you know bringing you down so people that really build you up people that get behind what your vision is what, you know if it's in business or personally um, I think that's you know we both talked about when we were young and we just did what we felt we had to do out of duty because that's what everyone else had done and that's what was expected but actually once we you know throughout time have you know moved on with life and got to know different people and people have showed us the way you know I didn't I didn't know anyone when I was growing up that was had that entrepreneurial spirit you know yeah um so so it just didn't seem like an option to me but as I've grown and met more people and matured in life you know you you realize that there are actually there other opportunities available and that's all come down to just the people that are around me yeah not always easy but you've got you know there are lots of ways to do it if it's not if you don't have that at the moment you can build it you can go to networking events you can you know there are there are ways and there's quite a particularly in Townsville there's a nice supportive community of of small business owners and women um that you know will help you if you reach out yeah, fiercely yes, supportive. Nice. The small business community in Townsville, fiercely supportive. Yeah, in my experience, it really is, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah. I've really found the same. Everyone just wants to help each other here. It's yeah. so beautiful. It's, <laughs> it's nice to be a part of. Yeah, it is. Natalie, why did you start coming to Ladies in Business? I'd seen um, the Ladies in Business brand kind of pop up, and I was um, very early. In my business journey, I'd only had the business, um, started the business a couple of months and I was looking to build the brand and build connections and, you know, build those relationships. 
So I saw it and um, yeah, I mean, uh, it was really curiosity. Um, that That's why I came along to the first event. I just found the community to be really authentic. I, I felt that the, the ladies that I spoke to while I was there um, were genuinely interested in what I did for a living, how I was getting on. Um, they were quite happy to talk about challenges. They would tell me about their business and what they'd been up to. And it was just really, um, you know, casual in in a way and um yeah just genuine relationships were, were being formed there so that's what kept me coming back yeah <laughs> and so now you've been to quite a few ladies in business you're quite involved with it all yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah 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 I yeah. um yeah I love it I love yeah. ladies in business and I feel that um I feel comfortable there I can yeah. be I can get um easily overwhelmed in environments where I don't feel comfortable and um you know from the very start I felt very comfortable um to be myself yeah. um with you know all my quirks and if people think I'm a bit weird it's like okay she's a bit weird <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that that's really why I keep coming back yeah. so thank you that's good <laughs> I love me. hearing that and Jill you actually came to your first one the other night didn't I did, you yes. yeah and what did you think um I really enjoyed it so I came, came along because Natalie had been coming and made out like it, it was such rad fun um, <laughs> <laughs> but also <laughs> a very valuable um, <laughs> way to spend your time and to meet people and yeah just uh, yeah everything that we said already um I I did really enjoy it I felt like it was a very supportive it was just it's really nice to just be in a room of people who are all just like cheerleaders for each other it's it it is nice um and I can see why um you know it's something that people would like to will come back to so yeah yeah, I'll be back yeah yeah good (laughs) I'm glad to hear that (laughs) you've both given us a huge amount of support today can you let us know how we can support you in your business I think the the best way that people can really support us um, is to share our socials um, or hop on our socials, follow us, share our posts um, and because there's going to be business owners and uh, out there that really, you know, our content really relates yeah. to them and a lot of people don't know that we're, we're out there and you can actually get someone on board to, to look after the writing tasks in, in your business and it has impact. The work that we do has impact and it helps local businesses cut through the noise and we're all about elevating the voices of regional Queenslanders that I've already said that's like the second (laughs) time but like it's really close to my heart so yeah hop on our socials red copy and Q we're on LinkedIn Facebook Insta Um, have a look at our stuff and share it and then someone somewhere will have a look and we'll be a really good fit for them yep perfect and what was your website www.redcoffee.com.au Excellent. And all those links will be in the notes anyway for people to check those out. So thank you so much to both of you coming in today. It's been so nice to speak with you. If you do want to connect with Nat and Jill, I'll put all the links in the description and you can get in contact with them anytime you need. So bye for now. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love if you could leave us a rating and review. This will help other ladies in business know that this is a helpful podcast so we can help support each other and to grow and thrive together. Thank you for listening. We look forward to speaking to you again next week and we look forward to seeing you at one of our events soon. Until then, keep working on achieving your goals and have an amazing rest of the day.